Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. I'm here today. No Tandy. She's not here. And that, I think, like, just so you guys know, I'm going to prepare you, okay? Now we've gone weekly. Tandy will be here sometimes, but she'll always be here after a race with you. But other than that, it might be me on my own. Oh! I might have a guest, as I am joined by today, okay? Now, you might have seen me have a lovely interview on his channel very recently where, you know what? Sometimes someone gives you a microphone, put it in front of your face, and you just talk at them for about an hour. And I, I think I spilt my guts uh, over to this guy. But he is he's a fellow Black F1 content creator. He does incredible videos looking at details or specific F1 things. He's got a lovely voice and a lovely face. This man like Cameron, yeah. how's it going? I appreciate it, sir. Glad to be here to talk some F1 with you today, man. Hey, I'm I look, I'm happy for you to be here. Uh I guess for those of that don't know, right? Um how long have you been making F1? Content? Oh mate, as long as I've been alive, pretty much. <laughs> which which incidentally is a very long time. So I kicked no, off in no. earnest in 2015. 16 and then then took a break because I was lazy and didn't fancy being being a consistent content creator which of course is a prerequisite Um, (laughs) and then kicked back off in Silverstone last year when it got a bit spicy and a bit interesting so that's good so so this is interesting so what's the difference for you between when you went on that break to to now I guess or or to yeah, to now. Oh, so bro, what? You're what? Gonna, what are gonna the help main... me? You're gonna out me as a filthy casual, Nasha. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'll be honest, bro. The reason why I watch F1 is for racing and automotive mm. pugilism, as Ooh. they call it. Right. I love a bit of like wheel-to-wheel that. combat, and when that's not in F1, I kind of tend to dial out. So during okay. the Schumacher years, the prime Mercedes years, when you kind of know who's going to win before the race even kicks off, mm. I'll. I'll, I'll dial out a little bit Nasha if I'm honest with you so when it got spicy and competitive last year between Lewis Lewis's Mercedes and the Red Bull of Mr Verstappen Mm. all of a sudden I was super dialed in so that's that's just uh me confessing to be a bit of a casual no and look (laughs) the thing is we all get into it or coming out of it for 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 our own reasons right Mm. like I, I was saying to you on on your on your channel which we'll link in the description below make sure you go check it out um, that I think my relationship with F1 changed 
in in a different way, I guess, in around 2019. And Absolutely. that's when I probably became uh, what I would describe now as this kind of diehard follower of the sport. But before then, you know, I would I, I was watching races, you know, as pretty casually. Sporadically, to be yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, we all get into it for our own kind of reasons. But, you know, if there's ever a reason to start watching a Formula One season, Oof. I mean, last season was... was was 100 percent um so look as a content creator what was it like then i guess getting back into it the landscape has changed right mate so you know (laughs) so what would you know count as engagement or typical engagement or typical comments in whenever whenever you were you know when you started let's say when you started in you know mm-hmm. in 2015 16 i can imagine a pretty different to what they are now you know just a little bit it, um, it feels it feels to your question nasha that it was less toxic back in the day yeah um but i'm not gonna i can't lie to you nasha i didn't pay attention to all the analytics and retention stuff back in the day i was very much just yeah it was it was me and and two of my boys arguing arguing back and forth whether the tell was better than Lewis right because we were having those conversations yeah. anyway so we thought yeah. let's just put it on wax and and make it public because we nice. found them entertaining and we hoped that Joe public would mm. yeah and that's you know and, and now you know that toxicity <gasps> is, is <laughs> It's a madness. Nasha, tell me the truth. Don't don't you sometimes want to hang up your mic at the behest of said toxicity? I'll be, <laughs> be honest. honest. I'll be honest. Um, when did it happen? So when we posted the race review, you know what it was here? It was the little fan cam edit we did for the Australian Grand Prix recently, mm. right? And in that video, we just made fun of Nicholas Latifi. We made fun of Lance Stroll. It wasn't even the worst of those uh, mm. fan cams. You know, we've done fan cams of you know, those little edits of each show, and we've said yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. replacing Team LH with the N word, and like we've we've said oh. some stuff. Like, do you mean Thank like we said some? You. Yeah, we said some stuff. We're like, oh, this would this should probably annoy some people. But like, we just got so much abuse for it. You know, like post on Twitter, yeah, we're used to getting quite a lot of positive feedback. And I think mm-hmm. we've got to the point now where even the people that don't like us on Twitter, I think they just block us now. Sometimes mm. I will go, people will be talking to people and like at least five times a day, I'll go on something and be like, oh, I can't view this. Too. Oh, is this person on the private account? Oh, no, uh. they blocked us. And that's fine. And I would rather block us and Fair. you don't see us then see us get annoyed by us and then you know whatever on instagram i don't think we're we're definitely not as much of i guess a, a prominent name so we're getting the same stuff that we were getting when we first started of people just abusing us getting sent the n-word getting mate you know, and you know and you know what i'll be honest i didn't post our last uh the i didn't post the episode i did on my own to to instagram and um for fear of reprisal i just i just it's just not i i don't like being in places where you know i talked to you about this on your thing when i was talking about when i did stand-up comedy and i remember doing stand-up comedy to people who just weren't you know people would ever understand where i'm coming from and i 
I was like, I had that same feeling. I was like, why am I, why would I bother posting it today? We've already got our fans on on Twitter. We've got our, you know, people are subscribed. Mm. Why do I have to do this? Why, like, I, I shouldn't put myself through this. But you know what? We, you can't let that stop you. I was just you about can't... to say, mate, self censorship is harmful for your mental health, mate. Yeah, you can't exactly. you can't be whistling Vivaldi twenty four seven. You wanna. You want to be yourself, right? Peel back those layers and then broadcast yourself on IG or Twitter, yes. wherever yes. that may be. I think that's I think that's quite sad. Nashley, you're tearing me up before we got into that. <laughs> one chat. No, you know it's... what it was? It was just yeah. And then someone commented. I can't remember who commented. Someone commented on one of our posts like, "Oh, is, when's the new podcast episode out?" And I was like, "Oh man!" Like, so there are people on there probably relying on that as like a source of when did. And I'm like. Just ignoring them. So look, all our IG followers, I love you. Thank you. You guys are great. You're always supportive. It, the the rough scallions around you are the ones <laughs> yeah. that I, I cannot stand. But no, look, uh, that yeah, the toxicity yeah, it does get there sometimes. Um 2022. Oh. Um before we get into the Miami Grand Prix, which oh. is coming up, and I do want to talk about various parts of that, but Let's do a quick thing of winners and losers, right? Go for it. So we're going to do one each. And letting you know, guys, I've given Cameron absolutely no time to prepare for this. Um, <laughs> I've absolutely just slapped this off. In fact, I tried to tell them this earlier and then my internet cut out. And then my <laughs> computer turned off. And then we're now talking 20 minutes later. So uh, Lewis... And um, the top three teams aside, right? And I think we'll talk about those separately in a bit. But the top three teams aside, who for you is uh, a winner uh, in terms of, I guess, best, most improved uh, or hit expectations or doing well in a bad situation? Um, Who for you, I guess, outside of, I guess, Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, who has caught your eye? This can be a team. This can be a, a driver. Um, this can be a, a circuit, media, <laughs> whatever you want. Fair. So I, I think ostensibly, Mister Albon has to get a shout out. Not Close. least, not least for the epic fifty-seven lap drive around Australia and doing a cheeky sim race one, where he's pitted <laughs> on the last lap. Very cheeky, but again, the, yeah. if the game is broken, then you can take advantage of that. I think Yuki Tsunoda in in spells has looked mm. quite racy, and again, he's fulfilling his potential for me. <laughs> Biggest losers, Nasha, mate, Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> I feel like I'm punching down though, Nyasha, by sighting. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Latifi. Low hanging fruit, mate. It's keep it on the black stuff though, Nyasha. At least, mate. No, surely. And this is it. And look, I think he was okay in Imola. Was the last race? Um, In the race, in the race, but in the race, in FP1. What's he playing at? It's a joke. He did. Oh my god. Nicholas, I mean, it's just uh, every week I feel like I'm tweeting out. I know that ain't who I think it is, but it's who I think it is. The train is never late, Nasha. <laughs> that train is never late. Keep it on oh the black stuff, God. mate. Especially as a pay driver, you know when you're a pay driver, Nasha, and you just yeah. want to don't 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 exacerbate the myth that pay drivers can't drive. 
Yeah. And that's that's exactly what he's doing at the moment. He's got one job, mate. Keep it on the black stuff yeah. <laughs> for now. And, and it's, <laughs> it, it's the thing is with Latifi, you know it's bad when one, you know, you spent two years being dusted up and down by, by George Russell. And but then you know, I think people are willing to give him some leeway on that. They're willing to say, okay, you know what? Look where George has just gone. Potentially, that's how good George is. Yeah, exactly. What can you do now against Alban? And the fact that it's, I mean, look, some of the qualifying times we're looking at Mazepin to Schumacher differences here. And obviously, sometimes he's not managed to get a second mm. run because, well, we all know what's happened. But, you know, it's so bad that we're in race four and already we're pretty much aware that Williams are looking at replacing you next season. It doesn't matter how much money you're bringing <laughs> when you're spending it all on your repairs. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing here? I, it's really disappointing. I'm, I'm so disappointed in it. I feel like an African parent right now. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm so disappointed. Latifi um, has to take two seats, big man. Unfortunately, yeah. F1 is still something of a meritocracy, right? Even even with all the money, if you st- if you can't even keep it on the black stuff, very basic hygiene factors here, Nasha. <laughs> keep it on the black stuff, and then everything else from then is a positive. Mm. And he can't yeah. do that, mate. And it's he's nah, not good enough, sir. It's not good. Um, you did mention earlier. Um, uh, mama, mama, you mentioned Yuki, Yuki, but we also were just talking about album just briefly. How good is Alex Albon? Oh, like you know, because I, I always knew he was going to dust Latifi, right? Mm. But I also, what I really wanted was for him. After the Red Bull season was for him to go back into Alpha Tari, and I really wanted to see that matchup between him and Gasly. It's a shout to see what could have happened if they were both in the same car. What is the level of either of these two drivers? You know, because it's always a bit hard, right? You know, he had opportunities in Red Bull, he could have won at least one race, unfortunately, you know. The two incidents of Lewis Hamilton yes, having contact with someone <laughs> seemed to be uh, seemed to be Alex. You know, he did get a couple of podiums, but how good is Alex Albon? I guess like, let's say Alex Albon does well this season, which we all know he's going to, and it's going to be a redemption season. Or you know, we can already feel it. Do you think? I mean, Sergio's doing well enough in that second seat. Um, where is there to kind of go for Alex? Or do you oh. think it's do you think, you know, I guess build with Williams and, and just kind of make a home for yourself there? Or I, I don't know. What, what I think do I think that final point is the salient one there, Nasha, for me. Yeah. That, and, and and to your second, how good is Alex Albon? Oh, I, yeah. would, I, I would counter not good enough to be second driver to Max Verstappen in that Red Bull. That's okay. that's my gut instinct as at April yeah. or May even 2020. I just I think he you know, when Max first jumped on the scene, he was 17 years old, full yeah. of piss and vinegar, lots of <laughs> mistakes, not hesitate, would never, ever hesitate to pull the trigger on a, a very yeah. risky dive bomb. Ergo yeah. ended up in a lot of incidents. I feel like Alex mm. has still got that tendency in him. And we saw it earlier in the season, right? In mm, fact, last, yeah. was in the last race where he tried last to race. get the inside of somebody and he, he came together? Oh, uh, I can't remember. 
I feel but, like it was last race where he had a cheeky entanglement with somebody. You know, oh, he's, yeah. he's he's still national yeah. for me. He's, it, lots of talent there, but he's still yeah. got that tendency to be a bit just a tad rogue, which okay. concerns me. So, yeah. so so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put him in the pecking order, I think you've yeah. got your Landos, your Charles, your yeah. your Maxes, your Lewises, of course, and then a step down from those guys would right, be okay. On the, on the next row. Okay, hold on, sorry. Next. I'm just gonna. I'm just noticed that you put the Landos and your Charles and the and then you said Lewis as well. So is that in the same 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 bracket? Negative. No negative. <laughs> okay, cool. Forgive my forgive my misstep. Forgive okay, no, that's misstep. right. That's Lewis, right, of right. course, is the no Lewis. Lewis is a step above the rest of them. You know. No, for sure. Uh, whilst we're on it, actually. Hmm. Oh, don't do it. No, 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 not at all. One thing I think I just wanted to talk about. It's just come to my mind now. Okay. What happens to Pierre Gasly at the end of this season? Oh. Because he's outgrown the uh, metaphorical training wheels of the Alpha Tauri. It's a good shout. Um, I think they said they've got him potentially on a contract until next year. You know, I mean, there were some pretty feisty Red Bull Juniors uh, mm. in F2. Uh, you've got Lawson. Uh, you've got Vips. Um, and there's, I think there's someone else as well who's actually quite good. Obviously, you've got Yuki, who at this you. moment, I love this guy. And I'm so I happy you mentioned him because it's almost as if people aren't allowed to have rookie seasons anymore right like unless like i think people expect people like someone to come onto the scene like lewis or like or like charles even let's look at charles or look you know yeah i just you know there's those are special a rookie and now we have you know limited testing time Mm. um you know, limited preseason testing. You know, you have uh, practice sessions are smaller now as well. Absolutely. The amount of time someone has to to get from F two to F one is is like minimal. Absolutely. So of course, there's going to be incidents. There's going to be spins. There's going to be whatever. You know, we need to give these people, you know, a, a, I guess a bit of width to be able to make mistakes. And I think with Yuki, I don't think he got that last season. And I think there was a lot of things mired in his personality you know and look we've, we watched him drive to survive and it was it was very well documented i think yuki came in thought it was the dog's bollocks realized that oh okay i'm gonna have to start going to the gym i'm gonna have to mm. be in a simulator i'm gonna have to be living like an f1 driver and i think maybe we're seeing the benefits of that now but i think he's an incredible talent um, i think he's an incredible talent as well bro. and i feel like ironically since we just spoke to him alex alban's stewardship and mentorship has, has seemingly yeah helped Feller a lot. Also worthy of note that he's he's one of the lightest drivers on the grid at 54 kilos. So he's wow. got that in his advantage. Um, yeah, I'm expecting big things from Yuki. Um, and to your ghastly point, mate, can I just... Don't... Oh, I don't... what? Nasha. Talking. Talking, I, 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 don't, I don't know, brother. I'm not... Um... You're not sure? Second driver in that Red Bull next to Max Verstappen. Is that is that Pierre, really? I, I think I, if I'm Christian Horner now, I'd rather stick with Checo than take another gamble and go back to a guy again. Didn't get given the, the longest or best of chances. Was a bit young, a bit raw and a bit fresh. But mm. if I'm looking at Checo, 
I think he's the perfect foil to Max Verstappen, right? Yeah. He's not going to rock the boat too much. Bottas, but fiery with a bit of racecraft. That's exactly yeah. what Petro is, so I wouldn't rock the boat necessarily if I was Christian. I don't know where Gasly's going to go, mate. <laughs> I, 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 look, I'll tell you one of my losers, and I, I think that maybe point to it there, because for me... I think it's clear now that Daniel Ricciardo is never, ever, ever going to be Lando one on one in in over the course of a season. It's not happening, and I get it. Yeah. He had COVID, he missed <laughs> he missed some things. Okay, but the story of Daniel Ricciardo is a cautionary tale. I think for a lot of people, sometimes you might think you're the guy. Oh. You're not that guy. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I, and for no. me, for me, someone who openly says they don't really care for the technical side of F1, don't really care for like engineering, don't really go. Uh, you're getting dusted by someone half your age. Oh, it is a shame. But I, I personally, well, I reckon it could have happened at the end of this season. But he, I reckon, honestly, I reckon he, he, we're on the Daniel Ricciardo farewell tour now. I think. Oh, go easy I, on them, Nasha. Say, I, you, say, I, I really feel, know, mate. I just, you know, because I used to love Ricciardo, you know, yeah. When I, when Ricciardo was in that Red Bull, that 2018 season, sick. Hey, that, that first five, that first five, six race period, dubbed up Sevetel. I, 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 mate, I, yeah, so that was 2014. Um, yeah, he like dusting Vettel, how he was on those breaks, his whole personality. You know, he is when he's on it, he's an incredible character. But you can't look, it's been a year now. He cannot keep blaming this McLaren for being a weird car to drive, man. Like, and so what's that was last year. Like, mm. what is it this year? Like, and for me. I think that McLaren seat, if it ever comes available, uh, yeah. could be could be could be Gasly's. Um, <sighs> I also think someone else is on a farewell tour. I'm Go not going to say he's a loser for this season because I think the car is. I will say the, the <coughs> team, the team are a loser for this season. Mister Sebastian, it's Aston Martin, and I'm oh, not even going to. Yeah, you Nasha, the blasphemy, <laughs> blasphemy. I'm not going to stick it on. Although double points finish in. Imola. So I am not as much, not as much. And I know we've got a couple of listeners who are said Vettel fans. So I will say there's a double points finish and they did really well in Imola. That's a good upward trend. But it was very, <coughs> disapp- very disappointing before that. And I just, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if Seb, you know what? I feel bad for saying this now, but I just think there's a seat there. I think there's a seat there if Seb was to decide at the end of the season. You know what? I don't know if I've got the legs for this project. And that could be a seat for him. But those are the only... Those are the only two seats I can see Gasly going to. Like, where where else can he go? Like... I have I have no idea with Gasly, mate. But before you bury the lead on, <laughs> on, on Seb Vettel, I think we need to put some respect on his name. Immense driver around the Miller. 
Yeah, it was an immense drive. It was a good drive. Lest we forget four-time world champion, some of the wickedest performances between 2010 and 14, if that was, if those were the years. And yeah. plus, the rumour mill is talking more about Seb Vettel in the second Red Bull car, right? So, mate, what, what do you, tell me about, have you heard about that? I know, I can't see it. It, sounds like <laughs> it, needs, it, needs a, it needs a cheeky fact check, right? That does need a fact what? check. Is that what that's they're saying? What, that's what I'm reading. That's well, exactly I do what I'm know. Reading. I do know that obviously there was rumours of uh, them looking to replace Alex Albon with Sebastian Vettel. Um, uh, there's a bit on Drive to Survive where Christian says when Vettel gets fired from Ferrari, and he's like. Uh, why don't you wait a year, then come home or something along those lines? Mm. Um, so <clears throat> you know, I think if if Checo had failed, yeah, agreed, more, much more lightly. But uh, look, I'm not going to disrespect Checo Perez right now because oh, mate. he it was a safety car away from potential victory in Saudi Arabia. He his qualifying is better, I think. Imola, he wasn't, it wasn't, oh my, I can't remember, but um, his, his qualifying is better. He's closer to Verstappen, if not ahead of Verstappen. Um, and, you know, his race craft is, is, is good now. And, and also, I think that Red Bull is an absolute rocket. So, just a little bit, right? So, just I think bit. it's enabling him to drive well. And it's, you know, even if he does have a bad qualifying, he can kind of make it up. And he's, you know, he's, passing you know whenever he's behind a mercedes i think you know before last season i would have been like okay maybe we'd be able to keep him behind but he's they're absolutely ravaging mercedes and um it's yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's very ominous i would say to checo very quickly that i mean this is the only the second time in all in the years that he's been at red bull this year that he managed to out qualify max verstappen so I think that setup, the the handling dynamic of that Red Bull speaks more to Checo's strengths. Yeah. But that notwithstanding, Nasha, let's not let's not go on like he's got pace for Max Verstappen. I don't think not in long form. No, no. But but, but like you say, but like yeah, second he is a perfect second. Yeah. Like I say, Bottas with some balls basically, yeah. and and um, I think, uh, yeah, I think. I think that Red Bull seat is tied up for the next two seasons, at least now. There's no reason for Sergio Perez to want to retire. There's no, you know, he's still, like, he's really 30, 31, I think. So, yeah. so he's not, he's not like, you know, he's been around for ages because he came in as, you know, the next big thing. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's just had a long career. But uh, he was, what was it, Hamilton's replacement at McLaren? Which oh, I guess, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> another you... case of too much too soon from Sergio Perez, now 32 years old, by 32. the way. Yeah, 32 is fine. Also, Lewis is 36, you know, I think 37, uh, 37. I think Vettel's 36, uh, Alonso's 40. So, um, oh, is he 40? Yeah, I think he's 40. Um, but so yeah, <laughs> look, what, uh, what what need is it if he's in the championship winning car and he's probably going to help them to wards or constructors title they've got no need to change him unless they can get one of their i think but they need to start making space in in alpha tower because they've got these junior drivers gasly is no longer a junior driver he's going to want to go somewhere i think that <laughs> alpha tower seat is is something that 
it's going to be of interest, but we'll see. It's just, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's some pieces. There's not a lot of drives going next year. Williams, I can see. Uh, Haas, I guess, maybe, if they want to replace Magnussen, but he's doing replace well. Magnuson, how dare you? Uh, that, yeah, mate, you can't. Mate, he's not to be replaced at the moment. If Mick so, moves on to somewhere, then obviously you've got to... Where's look, Mick going to go? Mate, everybody's everybody's chomping at the bit to see him in the red car, Ray, but I think it's a bit it's a bit too, too soon. Too much too, too soon. Much hey, too soon. Talk, talk about keep it on the black stuff. Look. Oh. <laughs> Look, a conversation one day will be had about Mick Schumacher. Go We're on. Not gonna, I'm not going to have it, right? I'm not going to have it. Two drivers on the good with no points, okay? Both of them can't keep on the black stuff. Oh. So, so all, all I'm saying, but I think with Mick, there's a prevailing theory that, I mean, look, he had a bad car last year and, you know, there were crashes last year. But, you know, what could he have learned really from last year and that car and, and so forth? So, you no, know, this is maybe his debut season. Let's look at it. Let's give him a season to bet in. But the calls for him to go to Ferrari are way too soon. So, look, let's let's leave that. Look, let's talk about Mercedes. You've got the Mercedes cap on. You know what? I wasn't going to, and then I got offered some wine, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to be talking about Mercedes. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to need it." Um, on a scale of one to shit, how bad has this season been? Brother, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do the troops thing, Nash. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to be the embodiment of toxicity and start talking about. I'm gonna back out the banner. <laughs> Nasha, I'm I'm really close. Don't you're close I'm close really to. close. Like let's say to your scale. Yeah. This is bad. This is a four at the moment. As far as how 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 I'm reading it, there's lots. Mm. There's lots that need sorting out. No longer is it just the development of the car, the poor poison issue that they need to sort out without sacrificing too much performance and ride height. Mm. <clears throat> It's the strategy. It's the pit stops times. We've seen it at Imola. They messed up again. Pit the dude on lap 17. You had perfect information with Danny Rick smashing it on the slicks, whereas he was four seconds a lap slower than Max Verstappen. Pit him. Pit him now. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything from Andrew Shovelin telling me about it. it was a risk. It wasn't a risk. It just, no. You know what it, it is wasn't... as well? Cameron, Lewis does not trust that pit wall. Okay. Why would he though, Nasha? Yeah, no, why would stage? he? No, why would he? But that is a fundamental lack of trust. And the thing is, we, you know what? I I don't know if you remember these times, but when Seb Vettel was going for the title, Ferrari was such a mess that he was mm. almost calling stuff from the car and he was calling strategy from the car. And sometimes it would go well and sometimes it would not go well because he was called strategy from the car. Now, Lewis Hamilton is the greatest driver of all time. He has had some phenomenal strategy calls. You know, I could talk about loads of Turkey, for example. But there's also been strategy calls which have not gone well because Lewis is not trustful and, of course, is going to exercise a degree of caution, right? But we don't have time for caution right now. 
we don't. The time for caution went when we realised that that <coughs> car was twerking up and down pit straights all over the world. <laughs> yeah. International Playgirl, bless her. <laughs> okay. Like, but I, look, I, we, there needs to be team meetings. That pit wall need to say, Lewis, we're going to call aggressive strategies now. Okay. Because it was clear. We should have been out on slicks before Ricardo. It was a time for slicks. I don't, everyone was shitting themselves. We should have been out on them slicks so much earlier. And you know what? What's the loss? We're in 13th. For God. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Holy smoke. It's ridiculous. Like, what's, what is the loss here? What, I, mean, I, said, I, don't know, I think maybe we're in the points, but then we, we're 11th. 10th. You're 11th, you're 11th. Sorry, thank you. So we're not even in the points, right? What do we have to lose? Let's get this guy on some dry tyres. But the problem is as well, look, who knows? Maybe we would have gone out on those tyres. The tyre warm-up could have been crazy. Maybe it wouldn't have worked. But, I mean, the the difference... I mean, if Daniel Ricciardo's managed to heat his tyres up, then, God damn, of course we can. In in Mercedes defence, Andrew Shovlin on the Mercedes AMG Patronus YouTube channel, yeah, said that that in it, with the benefit of hindsight, they would have, they would have, but they're wary of the difficulty Lewis has in that car of getting those tyres to the optimal yeah. window. BS though, Nasha, I'm <laughs> buying it. I'm not buying it. I did, I, I, did a, I wanted to test it out real time, Nasha, because you oh, can't. Yeah. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. So I, of I course. Bro, I, I did I did a video on the channel. <laughs> where Go I, and watch yeah, that. I looked I looked at the information, all of the deltas in real time, and it right. was it was obvious, Nasha. Yeah. Danny Rick four seconds a lap slower than Max Verstappen before the pits on Inters. As soon as he came out, he was gapping Max Verstappen, who incidentally was about to lap him. That tells you all you need to know. I get for Mercedes. I, I, yeah. I, I will. I'll play devil's advocate slightly here. Yeah. If Lewis Hamilton, of all those drivers on the grid, says it's too early for, for slicks. Of course. Reagan Meister, Lewis Hamilton. you got to yeah, listen yeah. to him, right? Of course. But, but there comes a point when you have perfect information in front of you, Nasha. Oh, yeah. And you, that, that is, um, that's carte blanche. You need to make an executive decision because mm. Lewis doesn't have access he to He doesn't have it. Thank and you. had he, if he had, he would have pitted what yeah. The F yeah, and it's even about saying, hey, and this is what I mean about communication. It's about, okay, Lewis, we've just seen Ricardo's going four seconds a lap quicker. We're going to bring you in. That's going to help. And this is the thing. They're not giving him enough information. I've been saying this. Nasha, no, 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 you go, you go. Finish off your thing. I've been saying this. I've been saying this. I was saying last season, yeah, there were so many points where Bono, bless him, they've got a great relationship, right? But Bono would, like, Russia is a great fucking example wow, of, of when Bono was giving Lewis information about, like, the weather and so forth. And it was like, Lewis was like, I think when they pitted him first time, and then he was like, oh, yeah, have I come out in fifth place? And they're like, uh, yeah, you have. He was like, why have I come out in fifth place? So he doesn't even know where he's feeding out. He doesn't know, like, he's just having to find things out in real time. And it's like, yes, he is great. Yes, he can handle it. But, like, 
and of course, I guess no, you don't want to give everyone loads of information over the radio. But we can all find if 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 PDR is telling me that Ricardo is starting to gap for Stappen, then surely everyone fucking knows that. It's not just it's not just me. It's not secret information. I mean, Nasha, do we want him? Why don't we make Lewis jump out the car and put his own wheels on at the pit stops as well? Oh. Why don't Why don't we let him refuel? Like, what 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 more do you want from the dude? And I get there's a brilliant article on motorsport.com where I want to say Gary Allen talks about the different problems that these teams have with strategy, right? And yeah. Lewis is Lewis is like my Lewis is very sensitive and emotive, and he he kind of. He talks, he talks a lot about the feel of the car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, yeah, of course. Whereas Max Verstappen is going to be like, right, slicks, almost like military precision type. Yeah. And I think as I'm reading it, that causes a little bit of an issue for the likes of Andrew and, and Bono because they need to make, they need to appease Lewis in the car and keep him happy in yeah. addition to making the right decision. And those aren't always, always you know that, that sometimes they don't exist in the same space, right? So, so I get that they have an issue in that sense, but nevertheless, I, I wouldn't apply that to Imola as an isolated instance. Not no. to mention, by the way, Nasha, how about France last year? Oh. How about Monaco last year? How about Hungary where we've got Lewis Hamilton on his ones on the restart? How about Australia with the power unit? How about Saudi with the bloody Danny Rick parked outside? It's becoming yeah. a, a pattern of behaviour now, Nasha, and it's hey. a bit... Cameron, hey, yeah, look, you're sp- you talk to me about my F point knowledge. You're such a, you're <laughs> such a, oh my god. No, you know, you're right though, right? Like oh, bro. It's a lot, bro. It's a lot. And I, I remember like and we mentioned France, yeah. And a lot of Max Verstappen fans love France, and they like France is one of Max's best victories. And I mm. always say Red Bull. Red Bull smash that, but Mercedes. Absolutely dropped the ball that race. One, like I have, I will go through my tweets now, and I was, I was like, I was, I was like, James Fowles, you absolutely like. It was, I think they kept him out for two laps longer. The undercut was so much obvious, and it's just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And this is the a continuing feeling. Look, the pit stops have got to change. Like, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing now. Change it. Like here, I was I was gonna say, bro. The take on Mercedes is that they um and you can kind of see, you know, Christian Horner talks about Toto Wolf that he's a finance guy, and then they pan to the FT on <laughs> Toto Wolf's private jet. Yeah, you can yeah. kind of see in the demeanor the, the the crumbs that we get from these guys is that they are quite high and mighty, very about the sports et- etiquette. Whereas mm. you see Red Bull and Christian Horner. The quote that he come out with at the very start was, if you want to really win, you're going to do anything to get mm. that win. And that's the way that Red Bull operate. They don't hesitate to play the Joker, whereas Mercedes Nash, it feels like they've got a playbook. They've done mm. all the analysis and the scenario testing before the Grand Prix. And they, they don't work in yes. a manner real time. We're, right? we're, doing, nearly... we're doing shit on paper. We're doing shit on fucking paper. And the real time, the, sh- the stuff is in front of our eyes, right? And, and these men are just there on paper. Mm, I'm not sure about it. And it's just like, bro, the, the, the fucking data is there. I can see it. I can see. Oh, I can see. It. Oh, that's what the undercut's doing. Let's do it. Hey, Monaco, I can see what the overcut's doing. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. But instead, we're no, trying to undercut in Monaco. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, honestly, Take- and it, 
take your heads above the parapet yeah yeah come have a look outside have a look over the pit lane to see what's actually going on sack off all this excel spreadsheet and data analysis or better still use the combination of the both of them and and a bit of common sense because that's not what they're doing at the moment yasha but Again, oh, well. I said it wasn't going to be troops. No, no, le- look. nicely into it. I think, I think it's got to be said, bro, because for me, let me ask you a question. Go. We've got, uh, God, we've still got, what, 19 races this year? Jesus. Oh, mate. <laughs> it's, it's May. <laughs> and this season finishes in five months. <laughs> uh, six months, sorry. So... Let me ask you a question. Um, I don't know how to phrase this without, I don't want to lead it. So I'm going to ask you, do you think that the Mercedes, no, by the time Mercedes sort their car out, is it going to be too late for them to, to be um, a title challenger this season? Um, mate, it's uh, it's it's looking that way, Nasha. Yeah. <laughs> they they are. I, I suppose the only way that I'd gauge it if I put my accountancy cap on <laughs> is by how far off the pace they are now. And depending yeah. on which, which Grand Prix you're looking at over the ones that we've had already, season to date, we're anywhere between a second and a second and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. That that is. A lot, Nasha. You know that a tenth in F one is a, is miles, let alone a second, a second and a half. I yeah. would say, however, that the thing that gives me a bit of hope, um, a bit of optimism, the rumor mill says that if they can nail this poor poison issue, and again, I'm citing Bryson Sullivan, who's technical expert oh, extraordinaire, knows, friend of the show for mate, sure, needs to get hired burnt by Mercedes now. <laughs> I mean, like even like. Just like, yeah, 100%. Like, and hire, it needs to be hired for someone. Like, hire that man. Hire Consultancy that guy. role, something, yeah, Nasha. Like, do I mean? But if we, if, we, if, we, if we're to listen to him, Nasha, he says that, that, that the reason why you have such a vicious poor poisoning issue is yeah. because the car, the package, the downfall. It's doing the job, right? It's doing the job. It's, that, it's creating so much downforce. Yeah, that it's creating it's, that issue. There you go. So if they can solve the pinch point that is their poor poising on that W13 design, yeah. then hopefully that car yeah. will be in and around the front. So that, yeah, and look, we've seen we've seen the McLaren go from back of the grid to you know uh, fourth quickest car. I guess you know. I mean, look at look at what Lando Norris is doing in that car. Um, I, th- I think the McLaren thing, Nasha, though, is a lot of that is that those tracks, Australia and Imola, speak to their package. Lando Norris has oh, okay. said it already a couple of, well, he said it around Australia. We haven't done any, we haven't brought any upgrades. What's happened right. is that Australia, Albert Park speaks to our package. So I don't know whether so they've really, done something between Australia and, and Imola okay. necessarily. Well, uh, and look, for, for me, like you say, look, the Ferrari still has a lot of porpoising, right? But they're able to, I guess, I think what you know we were saying on commentary is that when it gets into the braking zone, they're still able to apply the brakes when they want, and there's that confidence in the brakes. Whereas with the Mercedes, there there isn't that, right? And oh, and you know they, they shouldn't have that. 
I think encouraging signs is that race pace, we're solidly third fastest team, you know, despite everything. Mm-hmm. We're still, you know, I think we can still make it, you know, on, on, on at a track where you can overtake, I think, you know, let's say if Lewis was 13th in Bahrain, I think he would have come through the grid or 13th in Jeddah, he would have come through the grid. But Imola in that in those conditions, you know, with one DRS zone. Yeah. Oh which, my which, gosh. Like, and the DRS train. Yeah, I, outrageous. I don't like Imola. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never liked Imola. I didn't like it before. I don't know why suddenly there was a massive clamoring for it to come back. I understand now we've got Ferrari tax. They're good again. You know? <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> like, we need to have more races. I just tried to get Monza tickets and shit sold out in like fucking one minute. Like, it's impossible. But, awful track. But I think, you know, on tracks where we can overtake, I think those would have gone through that, gone through that pack. I'm encouraged that on race pace, they, they could potentially, whilst not being quick enough. Uh, over one lap, I think that you know the ability to qualify between fourth and sixth, um, Touchwood and Touchwood, and then with the ability to then again massive if strategy Touchwood again, you know strategy calls and maybe go from there. Possibly there's the potential to be flying the ointment. Look on the evidence that we have, Red Bull is unreliable. That's all we like. Okay, maybe those were the only two retirements they're going to have the whole season. But fifty mm. percent of races, Verstappen hasn't finished. Right? I think Checo's not finished one race. Charles Leclerc still has the bozo gene in him. I love that. I love like, that you call it. That. <laughs> like it, it's it's like it, it is within him. Like we have seen it from from his days in the Sauber. First season of Ferrari, second season of Ferrari, third, like we have seen it throughout. Exactly. Imola, all of them. All Ridiculous. of them. He cannot help himself. <laughs> like he just cannot help himself. He wants, he always wants a bit more. And, and sometimes was, Yeah, that was really bad that last race. There was no need. Again, do a risk management count, surely, Charles. Yeah. What yeah. what 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 have you got to gain? No, what have nothing. you got to gain? No, nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, so um yeah so I, I think they can do it i think they'll be able to do it um i, I want to ask you a question Nash, if i may oh, mate, you can't I help can, yourself if I, I can't help myself mate if i can steal <laughs> I, i've been reading a lot on reddit and f1 oh, yeah. social media twitter in particular about george russell now being the guy to be in that mercedes car talk to me about that and condemn these Lewis Hamilton naysayers for me, please, for their short-termism and their uneducated opinions, because it's ridiculous, brother. Talk to me about that, Nash. I love it. I love it. Look, I said at the start of the season, the thing with George is that we're not looking at uh, George as George versus Lewis in the purest sense of driver versus driver. You know, we're looking at George as an instrument to uh, belittle Lewis and diminish Lewis. And, 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 and that's what we're seeing right now, you know? Um, And that's what happens. Look, (coughs) any sport, right? If I want to slander someone, I'll take all context out. Hey, Mm. Hey, Seb Vettel shit. Fuck it. I can say that. <laughs> right? Right? There you go. Oh, Seb Vettel hasn't won a title for 
uh, nine years. He's awful. But there's some context to that, right? Nailed there's, it. There's like there's things you can't just. Well, actually, he has four. So, <laughs> like, do I mean he actually won four in a row in the four years preceding Matt Stat? So, you know, I can slander someone as much as I want. And look, we we have literally made a living out of. Um, I'll go. I've got that thing where I want to sneeze, but I don't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh god, we have made a living out of slandering drivers, okay? And we've made a living out of uh, agendas and, and whatever. But what the, the bad thing about it with George is that it's insidious. Oh. The way that people are using George to belittle Hamilton. And <clears throat> at the end of the day, no one with, no one with sense is going to pay that any mind. The problem is, I was disgusted. You know, I know we mentioned this in the last podcast. I was disgusted with Sky. And look, Talk I think... Talk to me, Nasha. Talk to them. I, I, I couldn't really... Last week, I'm not going to lie to you, I wasn't in, you know, it was just, I wasn't really in like a great place to, to talk about F1. But what Sky did last week was very poisonous because the problem with Sky is they set the narrative, right? They set the narrative because everyone watches that. Casuals watch that. Journalists watch that, pick up on what they're saying, and that's what's being said. So now, instead of what is a great stat of George is the only driver to finish in the top five every race, congratulations, George. You're having a good season. It's, oh, George is already... No, um, you've got salty Nico Rosberg on there. Hey, Nico Rosberg. Let me tell you right now, yeah? No, I'm pissed off. I'm fucking pissed off. I'm not having it. Nico Rosberg, yeah? You're more famous <laughs> for being Lewis Hamilton's teammate than you are for being world champion. Oh. Like, people bring you on and you come on with your linen trousers. <laughs> and, your, and, your, and how you can sit there. Lewis Hamilton is at the Met Gala tonight, okay? <laughs> at the time of this recording, we still don't know what fire Lewis Hamilton is one away to the Met Gala. Mm. That's the place. Lewis Hamilton is a pop <coughs> icon. He was on Good Morning America. He's he's mm. on American talk shows. He's got his own fashion line. He's he's a seven-time world champion. Should have been eight. Nico Rosberg, you are a inconsistent YouTuber. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Oh, let's I'm sick go. of this shit. I'm let- no, because you you spent all weekend. We get it. You're the guy. You're an instigator. You're the guy. You're there to roll the net up. But as an F1 driver who had to sacrifice his whole life for a year, not tend to his newborn baby for a whole year, live in hotel rooms for a whole year, just so... God. I don't know what kind of money ritual you were doing in that hotel room <laughs> for Lewis's M- engine to go bang in Malaysia that handed you that title. <coughs> Did you re- remember um, Brazil 2016 where Nico Rosberg was physically scared of Max Verstappen? Mm. A, a teenage Max Verstappen or early 20s Max Verstappen <laughs> bullying this guy up and down into Lagos during a title fight. Mm. I hate this guy so much. But and and for him to wonder why Lewis doesn't want him anywhere near him, and then you go on Sky Sports 
And you're like, hey, George, you've been battering Lewis all dominated. week. And I mean, what is that dominating? What is that like? And I know, thank God for PR 63, bro. Like, George, mm, George knows. Deep. George knows, okay? This isn't what it's about. It's not about feeding into this and being like, oh, well, you know, look, look at the difference. Lando Norris, for example, like, you know, got tired of the Daniel Ricciardo questions last year and it started to come out. I think of a fuck about this guy. This guy's, well, I'm beating him. Why should I feel sorry for him? George, it's about the team. It's not about my individual success right now. So yeah, for me, uh, I, I've gone on there and that's a longer answer than I anticipated giving you. Um, but um, for me, you know, George is doing great, but you know, they, they've got 2.5 kgs worth of sensors on Lewis's car. They're running alternate strategies and, and setups. And, you know, there's a lot of context behind that. The people who want to use George, you know, Fireburn, all of them guys, to be honest, I can't, I've got no time for them. Um, Cameron, quickly. Oh, no, I need to, I need to, they'll really want to chime in on that. Let me name Chime in, chime in, chime in, chime in. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you. So, um, no, don't be daft, don't be daft. Yeah. We go, man, we're talking F1. Okay, cool. cool. Add infinitum, Nasha. <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay, let's go. What are your what are your thoughts on it? So, I agree with like ninety percent of what you said there. I I, I will caveat. I really like Nico Rosberg as a commentator. I hated him as a driver, by the way. But I I like the fact that he doesn't give an f that he will dial into the Sky broadcaster in like. (laughs) Because he's that guy, he's the most recent yeah. world champion, even if he did that, he earned that through a lot of good yeah. fortune. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, Nasha, here's where I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna deep dive Nico Rosberg. Lazy journalism mm. on on a on an internationally syndicated broadcast is not good enough, Nasha. Yeah, oh, domination. What let's let's here's what domination isn't. <laughs> this is what this is not what domination yeah. is. Yeah, go go. Domination isn't gaining three places by good fortune, which by the way, Lewis did also. Mick yeah, Schumer, yeah. Danny Rick, and Alonso also dropped it off. Yeah. And then nailing K Mag when there's no when he doesn't have a toe. Yeah. And yeah. The other way, Lewis getting jumped by both Gasly and Albon in the pits yeah. and jumping him back into the, into a DRS train around yeah. the narrowest track on the calendar in Imola, where you cannot overtake, tell these storylines, Australia, yeah. power yeah. unit, Lewis Hamilton gaining a tenth for lap on George Russell, told to ease back by Mercedes mm. because of the power unit nonsense, Saudi... Yeah. Paddy pitted at the right time. Yeah. Again, would have nailed George Russell. Nico yeah. Rosberg, it's your responsibility on an international syndicated broadcast to tell these stories with these details as colour, not yeah. to omit them for sensationalism. So I had to, listen, I love Nico. No. You've got to put some sniper scopes on somebody when they're not doing their job properly oh. and being irresponsible with their journalism. And I think what speaks to me there, irresponsible, Right. It is, look, we're talking about, I'm not saying we need to mollycoddle Lewis, right? He doesn't deserve to be, it's not about mollycoddling someone. It's not about wrapping someone's ego in cotton wool, which I think some people think Lewis fans want. And we don't want that. But it's about respect. It's about, uh, it's about respect. And it's about realising, like, the consequences of what 
you you saying hats, right? And we now have a situation where people who are just looking for any excuse to jump on Lewis are going to do that, you know? And, you know, we're going to races now. There's people taking the crying baby, you know, picture, oh, photo mate. picture of him, which he's having to respond to. And, you know, he's doing love and light. But, you know, that shit is fucking bullshit, right? And we don't want a situation where where we're disrespecting someone and disrespecting someone's craft for the sake of cheap views and and storylines sky have a monopoly there's no ratings war right you we're gonna watch your shit whether we like it or not because <laughs> we have to we have to i've got no fucking choice <laughs> so if you're gonna do that at least just report on shit accurately. There's casuals. Like you said, I love that. Because like you say, like, don't be lazy. Nico, you have the ability. And this is what, sometimes when Nico's good, right? It's because he's saying the things that the the other presenters don't want to say or don't have the ability to say, Mm -hmm. you know? That's good. But he's become a caricature of himself. And for me... I I thought that was some. I felt you know the, he looked gleeful saying some of that <laughs> shit. Like he was he was like I I felt like he, you know when you dial into a Zoom call and it's like top half business, bottom half pleasure. Like I felt like he was like in his boxes with a stiffy uh, on that side. The look on his face. Look, no disrespect, <clears throat> but look, I I just uh, actually, yeah, it's just not not great. No that was that was his hot take, and I, I I I think more I expect more of Nico Rosberg. He is ultimately 2016 drivers champion. Uh, he he, if there are caveats, shine a light on Nico Rosberg. I didn't hear him once talk about George Russell being able to start on the clean side of the grid. They've been yeah. cleaned by all the drivers in F2, yeah. hence why he was able to net himself an additional two places. Lewis yeah. obviously starting on the other side. T- yeah. Like t- tell the colour of the and story, is, Nico. And this is know? a problem with Sky, right? Given all of the resources they have, all of the people that they have, what we get. It's very surface level stuff, right? And it's just like that's what. And the thing is, that's why people love Ted Kravitz. Oh, because he nails it. He's like, do you mean? Not only is you know Ted says it how it is, by the way, mm. right? But Ted Kravitz is giving us information that we would otherwise not get. The technical side of things, making it easier, breaking it down. This is an engineering formula. Talk to us like it is. These guys are like talk sport talking about Premier League, bruv. Like, this is not good enough for the pinnacle of motorsport um, media. And it's why, honestly, I've just... The more I look at Sky, just the, the more lack of respect I just have for them as, as a production company. Because why aren't we getting information like that? I think I heard that on freaking Mr. Apex, to be honest, about the the, the the side of the grid and the people not getting the right. I heard that on an independent podcast. I'm not hearing it on on on, on Sky, you know? So, you know, there's a reason why Jolie and Palmer got poached by F1. Um, uh, and we need more like that. And, you know, Sky need to... Look, it's not... Look, I love Naomi Schiff. 
it's not good enough oh, just sticking mate. Naomi Schiff in there and just saying, okay, look, we, we've jazzed it up now. Taking and even some 101. And look, even even I feel like Naomi, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. She's so beautiful. I am absolutely flabbergasted by how beautiful she is and talented as a presenter. She is a great presenter, but it feels like either she feels like either she—I know she's a Max fan—but either she feels like she has to have this narrative and she has to like kind of do the same shit that everyone else is doing and feed into this like negative Lewis narrative or like surface level rubbish, or she just is like that and. That's why they hide her. But I just, it just for me, it's like we've got an opportunity here. Oh, okay, we've got a, we've got like a new presenter. Okay, it's a person of color. Could we, you know, she's mixed race. Could we maybe get some balance to this broadcast? And we're not getting that. We've got the only person we've got is Johnny Herbert. Oh, Bless his mate, soul. Johnny, what a legend! How how good would it have been, Nasha? Let's fantasize for a second. How Go good ahead. would it have been if Naomi? whilst Nico's dialed in via Zoom, had pushed back and said to him, well, listen, Nico, great point, well made. However, George Russell started on a clean side of the grid. Lewis got jumped by a dodgy pit decision where Mercedes messed up the timing. And we're talking over the course of the season, Australia, like, just nailed him with the counterpoints. Yeah. But I, I feel like they don't... I'm not sure whether it's willful negligence that they have that information and don't want to speak to it or whether they just don't factor it in on their board or don't even know it, Nasha. I'm not sure. Well, I think it's a factor of all three. And I think, look, look at American, um, uh, if you watch any like American sports, they have people with disagreeing viewpoints all the time, right? Like, but it just feels like with, and even in football, look at Sky Sports. You know, they they'll get Jamie Carragher on and Roy mm. Keane on, and you know Mika Richards, and they they might not agree. Do I think Sky's punditry is the fucking upper echelon of of football punditry? No, right. But let's get some differing opinions on. Why is it that I'm going to ask you? Why is it the format? I'm going to ask you a leading question, and you're going to give me the answer that I know that you're going to give me. And that's and that's it's just like hi pundit leading question. Give me an answer. Yeah, for sure. That's the answer. And we're going to move on. <laughs> and it's just like, why is there more introspection? Introspection. Why is there more analysis on F1 Twitter and and independent content creators than the biggest broadcaster in the world with all the information at hand, more than we have, with the ability to interview drivers and get it from the horse's mouth? But what we get is very narrative driven punditry and that's great when you've got last season's title fight right but there's more we've got a whole new formula this season Cameron there's intricacies Mm. there's things that we need to like do you know what I mean factor in and we're not we're not getting that and it's not it's not good enough and I'll tell you what's going to happen Nasha two things as the as the F1 populace, as the demographic knows, because you you get how people are, right? The need for information yeah. and technical nuance is, is far beyond anything that I crave. Bryson is yeah. looked at as like a, a demigod almost because he knows so much. As he right? should so be. Bangs and it's up. not even just because he knows, it's because his ability to break that down and communicate that. Like, exactly. You know I mean? So those two things in a nutshell 
I suppose their case in point that the that the F1 demographic wants that sort of information. So as it becomes more popular and more people come on board F1 fandom, Sky F1 are going to have to step up their game. More Ted, Ted, give Ted Kravitz more airtime, surely. Yeah. It's got to be done. And and YouTube, by the way, is going to steal Sky's supper. That's my hot take because you that's where you're going to get it. Tomo F1, Driver 61, all of the above are going to give you that detail that Sky oh, yeah. F1 aren't, unfortunately. And I think let's talk about that. Let's mm. just have a conversation. Let's Go. talk about the future of... Because we've got here now, right? Mm. Where do you see... Okay, I'm going to tell you my vision, right? Go. Uh, of, of F1 content in, in, like, YouTube, right? So I think right now what we've got is the... Um, we've got the format of... Um, we've got podcasts, obviously. I think the YouTube content is very much... Uh, where people are able to get this technical knowledge, um, all this, uh, all these race debriefs, all these driver narrative videos with you know detailed information about past results, you know technical analysis on their driving capabilities, backed up by proven points, you know, um, you know, but a lot of it is faceless, I would say. Right, or if it is face, um, it's interspersed. FOM don't let us use videos, mate. All we can use is pictures, right? I think the way that it's going is going to be, I think that we're going to see a lot more studio led content. I think Veloce have already started to do it. I think if Tomo wanted to, he could probably go there. Um, other big accounts. Um, I I think the more Sky fail to really capture the imagination of the younger audience and this is what i wanted to say on my q a but i think i might have not been able to articulate it i think there's just going to be independent f1 content houses making studio like content without f1 there or studio or even dare i say it, at race content in real life streaming or whatever like I think that's where we're going to go. I think, and uh, because I just think, I, I, I can just see Sky becoming not relevant if this level of punditry is, for me, it's only so much I'm going to pay Sky, to be honest. Absolutely, bro. And the only reason I pay for Sky is, honestly, I'm lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so lazy. <laughs> and, and I, I don't. I don't want to find a stream. I don't want to <laughs> like. I want to be able to record races on my TV. I want to be able to just. I want to watch any. They've got Formula One on twenty four. It's not even twenty four. The channel's not even twenty four seven. What like, they that brother? Oh my god! Like. They didn't even start. So I can't like. Just play me old races. How much? Like, do you know what I mean? Anyway, 
I just want to watch Formula One whenever I want. They've got old races on there sometimes. I'll watch it, whatever. I don't know if I even said anything there, but I guess for you, where do you see where do you see F1 independent F1 content? I guess where can it go? What's the ceiling? That's the question. What's the oh. ceiling for independent F1 content? Mate, so we're seeing it already in transition, right? These guys are going to have to reach out to the likes of Tomo, Driver 61, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. If only because the quality of the content that these guys are putting out on a weekly basis is exponentially better than anything that you've seen from Sky Sports in recent years. Even yeah. if you take, if you take, if, if we do a cheeky thought experiment here, <laughs> if you take if you take as the best case, the best production that you've seen from Sky Sports in recent years, I think dual, the duel that summarized the fight between Max and Lewis last year was was an epic piece. It was an epic production, an epic piece that Sky. I'm not gonna in. lie, I did I You didn't rate it? No, I I did actually. Uh, I had, but I had low expectations, but, but when I watched it, I mean, yeah, I was always going to be sorry about it because of what the subject was. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Tinged with but, pain. And yeah. Absolutely, mate. But as a, as a product, they put I, was like, I was like, you know what? You've done that really well. Absolutely incredible. But tape, but I say that to say this, Nasha, mm. F Loz by Danny Lozano mm. on YouTube He's done a piece where he's put together again a highlight reel, a story of last okay. season. Blows Duel out the water, big man. No, I'm telling good. you, okay. YouTube is going to take these guys' lunch. And you've already seen it as they reach out to Tomo yeah. and start to work together and collaborate because yeah. they need, at yeah. any given Monday, needs Tomo and it needs Josh. Yeah, because these guys are going to take their and driver sixty one. There's there's a. Did you see them um, invite those two? Uh, I think on TikTok on pit stop, pit stop guys. They they were the last race. The ones who don't know anything. Yeah, pit stop. They're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Everyone was like, everyone was like, God, look at these guys. (laughs) Like, guys, look, look. Like, have you seen their numbers? <laughs> bonkers on their Instagram. numbers are fucking bonkers, bonkers. bro. Like, and that, look, that's how they got there. That's their thing. Do I like? Do I? Is that the kind of content I would make? No, but hmm. I'm not gonna hate on people um, making content and it banging and then reaping the rewards of that. Or they're not going to just say, oh, you know what, Sky, no, we're going to turn down paddock passes for nah. this race. And, I can't, uh, I'll, I'll never be an F1 snob. Everybody's journey, like you alluded to earlier, everybody's journey into it is different. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think it's going to be an interesting, but, and again, I suppose I spoke to Peter Windsor about this in my interview with him, and he said that okay. it needs to be checked, that the, the access, so the, the start of the driver's right, the asset in F1 is the drivers, their ability yeah. to drive cars and, and their respective personalities. Yeah. We will never be able to interview Lewis Hamilton, Nasha, and that needs to change, right? Yeah. I, listen, uh, do I want to see Naomi interview? Yeah, she's lovely and she's very good and she's a brilliant driver, but I would pay money to see Lewis Hamilton come on quick stop F1, <laughs> get interviewed by Nasha and Tandy. Mate, it would be gold. It would yeah, just be, no, yeah. it would be gold and it would be brilliant. And I, I, 
I'm not the only one that would yeah. want to watch that. Yeah, there are yeah. hundreds of thousands of people out there around the world, not just in the UK, by the way, South Africa is a, a massive demographic that's growing. The For States sure. is madness. Yeah. We would all pay good money more than yeah. the, the monthly Sky Sports sc- subscription to see Tandy and Nasha interview yeah. Lewis Hamilton. So that's where we're headed, big man. Yeah. And I need to, the access needs to open up more with the FOM to the drivers if they harbour aspirations of taking F1 to the next level of it. That's fucking beautiful. And, and that's true. And I think, yeah, they've got to start. And I think, I think content creators if I can give any advice, yeah, just build the platform into as uh, as reputable and as big a, a platform as you can. But at the same time, F1, you know, if F1 can understand that they need younger people and Sky can say they need younger people, then allow us more access. But allow us to use the fucking videos, man. Oh, like, fake, isn't it? like, of course, look, if someone's banging an hour and a half race on YouTube, oh, well, then that's unreasonable. Then fine, man. of yeah. course. But like fair usage, I just want to use a pic, like a video of a car. Like I just want to use like a four second clip. Like, do you know what I mean I want to? I want to be able to. Like, do you know what I mean how are you going to find commentators of the future? Like, if they can't, like, how are you going to find like con- like presenters of the future if we can't use the videos? It's ridiculous. We could go on all day about that, honestly. But mm. it's ridiculous. Look quickly. Miami. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Cameron. I've, <laughs> I've never been so not excited for it <laughs> as I have. I, I couldn't give a fuck about <laughs> Let me tell you that right now, yeah? And you know me, yeah? Look, this is a problem that's infiltrated <laughs> my own personal relationships, okay? I'm not a flash guy. I'm not a materialistic <laughs> guy, okay? I, you know, these things are not interested to me. People who are interested in that find that annoying, and sometimes that could lead to breakdowns. But <laughs> it's not therapy. So, <laughs> like, uh, it's basically a fake Monaco, right? To the point where they've got the fake marina. Oh my gosh! We've seen we've seen the F one mouthpieces come out. Hey, <laughs> you guys don't you guys don't understand? It's a fake marina, huh? Well, can't we? Oh, no, you're gonna be driving past the fake Eiffel Tower in Vegas next year, don't you know? Oh my gosh! Thank you, William, for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Appreciate that as always. Great insight. Um, what are you saying <laughs> oh bro i think it would be a spectacle um yeah. it, and that in and of itself is a redeeming feature if you wanted one right i don't yeah. i don't like the look of the track um yeah. but get it people are going for more of the spectacle than than a diet you're not going to get um it's not going to be silverstone last year as far as a race but yeah. and i suppose another redeeming feature we'll add this nasha if i may yeah that the area where that's hosting the yeah. the circuit or the Grand Prix even is a predominantly African American area. Yeah. And so the I suppose the tourism and the influx of yeah. money that's coming in on the back of a Grand Prix should in theory go towards decent businesses and, and causes and uplifting the community. So it, I really it should in theory. I did mm. read a thread. I did I should have really got this guy on, but 
I just didn't have time to organize anything before today. Um, there was a thread talking about, you know, obviously a lot of the residents, because it's in the Miami yeah. Gardens area, and obviously a lot of the residents were like not consulted on it, and oh, you know, wow. and they feel as if uh, actually because everything's quite contained in Miami Gardens and in in this Hard Rock thing, how much are they going to get? You know, there's going to oh, be stuff right. going on all night within the, the circuit. So yeah, no, oh look. And maybe I'm going to try and get it for like a pre-show thing because I, there was someone who did a thread on it and I think Denz has spoken to him on the pod, on his podcast. And um, I just think that I need more information before I make a decision, but it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't to the benefit of the local residents. However, this race better look fucking spectacular. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it doesn't look like the most... What it's going to look like, it's going to look like the like F1 version of Coachella. And for me, that's not like very appealing. But for a lot of people, that is quite cool. So we'll see. I've, I was going to ask you for predictions, but no one knows what the fuck they're trying <laughs> You can't really, really make predictions, really, can we? But um, um, yeah, I, I can. I give you a prediction. Um, Go on then. I, listen, you know, you know, not dissimilar to Naomi Schiff. <laughs> I'm, a yeah. big, I'm a big fan of Max, especially as a as a peddler, as a, yeah. as, a as a jockey, and I think he's in the ascendancy at the moment. Yeah. The rumor is that Ferrari are bringing more horsepower potentially to this Grand Prix. Um, but that notwithstanding, mate, if Max is if Max has had his Weetabix on Sunday and puts it in a decent position on qualifying, I think he's got Charlotte Manners already. And it will take it will take for a Lewis Hamilton type, or not even a type, Lewis Hamilton in a decent package in that W13 car to usurp Max Verstappen. And whilst that's not going on, I think we're gonna see Max with a with more than one 25-pointer, unfortunately, because I don't want to see a dominant... I don't want to see one man run away with it, Nasha. That's uh, yeah. that one turn off my screen, you know? And I, I fear that that's what we're going to see in Max Verstappen over the next four or five races. I think until there's some updates, I know, like you say, Ferrari... Oh, yeah. Ferrari are... I said they've been cautious on the engine, so they're going to you know, turn that shit up. Oh, yeah. Um, Mercedes, I know that there are small upgrades coming but the main thing is coming in spain started yeah um i look we'll see we'll see um i i got the same feeling watching max in imola this week last weekend as i did in the austria doubleheader last season and um levels yeah and i i was like no this car is very good this driver's very good i don't really see i couldn't see what would change? I was like, if it carries on like this, we're fucked. And I think in my mind, I hate saying this, but in my mind, I started to think about, wow, like he's going to have two world championships and he shouldn't have one. <laughs> but um, he's going to have two. If, if something... You know, I just can't see it in Charles right now. And you know what? I I I, I love Charles. And at the beginning of the season, I was like, you know what? 
I'll run it back. I chat a lot of shit. And I said, you know, Max, <laughs> Max is so clear. Of, uh, so Charles is so clear of Max. And I said, you know, it's hilarious, you know, because Charles seemed to have Max kind of figured out. But I think mm-hmm. once once they figured out the whole DRS palaver, um, I think, you know, Max in the sprint race timed his 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 stuff to perfection. And in the uh, in the main race, he really was uh, in a league of his own, wasn't he? So he's he's not bad, Nasha. And, and and more to the point, anyone so highly do we all rate Sir Lewis Hamilton seven times the best, the best of yeah, them that I have ever course. seen, even on the anniversary of Senna's death on the first of May. Anybody that can anybody that can sit in those flames and withstand Lewis Hamilton over the course of a season, you've got to put them. I, I feel like it's Mount Rushmore of F1 in the end. Yeah. That's a bit premature, but that performance them again, Abu Dhabi apart, that performance that Max put in last year, I feel like 10 years' time we'll all look back in and say, mate, similar to Nico's 2016 championship. Yeah, I think very well. I th- yeah, Nico's has aged well. Um, I think we'll look back on it as a season, like he matured, right? Nailed I think it, I think there was, you know, I know that a lot of our listeners are going to be like, why the fuck are we talking about this? But <laughs> like, <She's laughs> and, and that's fair. I guess all I'd say is, I wouldn't have problems with saying Max is a good driver, right? And um, the, the issue was that he was allowed to get away with too much last season. And if you're... Look, if I can get away with some stuff, I'm going to get away with some stuff, okay? Like, do you know what I mean? If I... I hate the player. Don't, hate do you know what I mean? Player. Like, I, I'm not going to give any examples on here because they're incriminating. But if I... <laughs> if I in so many ways. But if I am allowed to get away with something, I'm going to do it. And I think... It's, it, if if someone doesn't tell me to stop, I'm not going to do, stop doing it. Max wasn't going to stop doing what he was doing unless someone stepped in and said, stop it, unless, you know, you're going to lose points. You're going to, you know, be be told off for it. And he didn't get that. So he carried on. And, you know, that's on him. This season, they've changed the rules of engagement. You know, he's done a lot better with Charles, right? You know, we've not seen his dive bomb himself. I don't think he's had to. He's got a much not faster yet. car. Not, not yet, yet, exactly. Not yet. So <laughs> we'll see. But... You know, I rate Max as a driver. I don't like him as a person. His dad can suck out, by the way. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking, you can, you can have that. Um, mm. And um, yeah, also, also one, one. Before we go, one big, massive, massive suck out to Helmut Marco. <laughs> Hope you're listening. I honestly, <coughs> I just want you to know that the prayers I had for Max's downfall are now transferred. <laughs> and you saw what happened to your car when I played to that downfall. So, <laughs> fucking prick. Oh, anyway. Mate, he's, a, he's an absolute jerk. He's isn't just he? such a wind all, all, all of the Red Bull bots aren't, are. aren't particularly nice guys. And I would say to the, just, just to draw it back to Max very quickly, the one yeah. thing that your listeners will be dying for us to say that we haven't said is the evolution of Max in the cockpit is one thing that you can't debate, but the evolution of the person is something that's still 
the jewelry is still out on that and it would make me yeah. very happy to see max just come out and say a couple of lines as an example listen abby dabby went down it wasn't the best i didn't intend to win the championship like that i apologize a bit of contrition would be nice a bit of sports etiquette and that's what for me even as as racing focused as i am i haven't seen the evolution of max verstappen but hey hey look we can't all be lewis hamilton we can't we can't i know we can't have everything can we um okay look martin is a dick oh yeah an absolute <laughs> jerk off, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad, and you know what? That's a great place to end it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for dealing with all my technical Don't issues. Be daft. Um, I enjoyed it. Big where one. can people find you on social media? At Cameron F One YT on YouTube and Cameron F One on YouTube. Just talking all kind of analytical nonsense and everything F One concerned. Guys, let's support good black content creators okay people do putting in work these videos are detailed they're they're incredibly (laughs) knowledgeable i know the amount of work that goes into those videos and i know how much how long it takes and honestly like you deserve a massive platform and i think you are a shining example in the f1 community for sure appreciate that stuff just trying to stay in your slipstream you're in (laughs) town well look look i'm just trying to be like you big man (laughs) um so look guys go follow him make sure you follow us um subscribe to the channel one day I am going, you know what? I'm going to film an absolute separate thing telling you guys to subscribe, <laughs> like the video, rate us, all of them things there. But if you're at this point in the video, I'm sure it's already there. Thank you so much. I will see you after, actually, there might be a pre-show for the Miami Grand Prix, which I'm really looking forward to, as you've just heard. Have a lovely evening or morning. Whenever you're listening to this, goodbye. Toodle pip. Goodbye. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.